Hey, y'all. Thanks for joining us for another episode of 911 Delta, Tethered for Life. This podcast may not be suitable to all listeners due to language and subject matters. Please listen with care. Hey, y'all. Welcome to episode four of 911 Delta, Tethered for Life podcast. I'm Casey. I'm Anna. And today we have another special guest for you. But before we get into that, we have a few housekeeping items. One, last week we talked about Maydays, and I just wanted to clarify for anyone listening who might not know what that is. It's just what it sounds like with like with a plane or a boat, but in the firefighting world, it's when a firefighter is in trouble, and they usually tend to happen during a structure fire or some type of collapse, and it can be a very scary time. And then Thank the other thing that. is, Yes, we want to thank everyone for continuing to listen. Um, We love it and we're doing pretty well, I think. Um, But we're asking everyone to please make sure that you are following us when you are listening on all the platforms so we can get uh, the word out to more dispatchers and hopefully get some more folks to interact with us on this. Yeah, and if you follow, you'll get a notification every time we drop a new episode. Yes, please follow us. This week, we're continuing our conversation on call processing and how it differs all over the country. And that is why I have brought one of my most favorite people, the myth, the legend, the man who first trained me in dispatching and who introduced me to my husband, Michael. Hello. Hi, guys. <laughs> how are you? Hi. I'm, I'm Thank you so for excited. Me. Yeah. So excited to have you on and to see you again, even if it is on Zoom. Uh, we had so many fa- fabulous times working together. We did. Yeah. Yeah. Me trying to keep you awake when it was just the two of us on nights. <laughs> Do you remember? So it was just time? y'all two, like at one time? Uh, it, was, it was one or you two felt? or three sometimes, okay. I think, but wow. mostly two. Mostly two. Yeah. Right. Usually if we train in somebody, we had a third. Mm-hmm. Okay. But do you remember the night that you yelled into the inst- you yelled at the Instaphone? Because <laughs> I was asleep and I <laughs> I thought that I had answered it, but I was sort of dreaming. <laughs> and he's and, and and I'm sitting on the other side of the room, so I and you have to kind of reach over him to get to it, like where it was, <laughs> and he's just yelling, orange. <laughs> And I'm like, no, you got to pick it up. And you got to pick it up. Yep. Yeah. God. And for everyone who may not know what the Instaphone is, you want to explain to them briefly what that is? Oh, my gosh. Well, so there's this nuclear power plant um, in the area. And if it blows up, that's how they would call you. And then if there's ever any issues with it, like when we had the earthquake... They give you updates on the safety of it and the environment through this Insta phone. So, yes. Yep. And then when we were talking about like training three people, we trained little baby dispatcher Hep, who's like a whole grown ass man now. Baby Hep. He's more than a grown ass man. <laughs> Big Hep. Him and him and his brood of children. So, yes, he's great. But yeah, we, we had some really good times. And then Michael up and left. Well, maybe I up and left first. You left, left first. 
But you left the state. Yeah, I left. Uh, yeah, we did have good times. I, I really missed it. I really miss it, you know, and it's bringing back memories for me, like I told you. Yeah, we did have fun. So, okay, okay guys, so I know y'all know each other, but I don't know Michael. So, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Yep. Uh, so, I, uh, well, I started in public safety when I was about 15. 15 or 16 I joined the rescue squad ambulance um, and it, it, I, I stayed with that for about 10 years but I did not love it I didn't like it um, so uh, what, I, what what really interested me it fascinated me from the minute I started on the rescue squad was the dispatchers um, their their voices and the things they said and just I, I, I never actually saw dispatch uh, but I always wondered what it was like, and how you get that job. And um, even even now, those dispatchers who in the county where I was volunteering, um, even now, I've, I've heard so many places. I've worked so many places, but I always think of them because they just sounded so good. And nobody has ever, in my opinion, sounded like they do. Uh, so I always I always think of think of those guys. That's how I got started, because I just, I wanted to do that. Uh, so my first job was with uh, where, where I met Anna, um, and it was is the tiny, tiny little center, like two people, or or less or more, um, and then um, stayed there for about six, seven years. Moved away. Um, I moved to Tennessee, but I didn't dispatch there, so I went out to Colorado. I worked at Denver nine one one for about seven years. Um, and I loved it. It was, it was it's so different from anything. It's so different. It's so big. Uh, and I loved it, but I tired of the city, came back here to Tennessee. And now I work in a place that I would say is about the same size as where Anna works now, maybe, maybe just a smidge bigger. Um, but that's, that's where I'm at now. And just dispatching, I, you know, it's been 20 years since I started. Uh, but in total, I have about like 17 years on the job. Cool. So yeah. when you were out in the big city of Denver, what did you just dispatch one thing? Yeah. So Denver is what they call a consolidated center, which um, there are three, three departments dispatching a total of five agencies. So it's, they had, it was police, fire, and paramedics. And I worked for the paramedics uh, and I only dispatched ambulances. That's really, really all you do. And if you, wow. it's hard to imagine, it, it's hard to imagine if, if you've never been to a place that busy, uh, but you just sit there and you dispatch ambulances for four hours at a time. They only let you on, they call it on the board for four hours. And then for the rest of your shift, you answer their admin calls. And then there was, so there, another agency that we had was detox and we, the paramedics dispatched detox vans. Um, and the, de the detox van in Denver, I'm not lying, was busier than the ambulances in, in, in where I work now. Like you had a, a detox van dispatcher who was busier than I am now on ambulances. It's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> we had, we had, Four detox vans who carry four drunk people each running all around the city, picking them up all day long. 
Um, so there was paramedics detox and then fire. They had their own dispatchers over there. Uh, and then the police ran police dispatchers and call takers. So <laughs> it is a big, is a big operation, but I mean, it was so smooth the way they do it. It's just so smooth. Like, I don't think, I don't think I'll ever work a place like that again. I'd like to. Wow. Wow. That yeah. sounds almost <laughs> impossible. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 very possible. The CAD system that they had and the, the procedures that they had, it was so it was so crazy that now that I'm back in this place, they don't they don't do it that way. They don't understand. You know, if you have something to say, like if you're on police and you have something to say to the paramedics or, or EMS here, you stand up and you're like, Did you see that? It's like, no. <laughs> you know, yeah. In Denver, it's like you you send a notification message and as a dispatcher, you have to look at those notifications because that's how your system runs, you know? Like if I've got if I've got five calls pending and no ambulances, if I miss the notification that I could have canceled my last ambulance, I just fucked myself. You know? Right. They 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 grade you. They don't they didn't grade you, but you got your evaluations based on how quickly you would you got the ambulance on scene you know so they didn't care who you sent or how close or far away they were but if it was an emergency call you had to get them there between before eight minutes and 59 seconds so if you got them there in nine minute and one second you you got a bad mark and that's how it was yeah I love wow. that. <laughs> it, was, it was like when you're on the board it's like you're playing a strategy video game and they the, the, on the radio, they're just so, so fun. You know, it was it was different. It was different. That's that sounds really awesome. Neat. It is. Yeah, it is. So uh, if we paint the picture, though, the P your so your PSAP was in the same place. Your so it was the PSAP too. the call takers answered the calls. Mm -hmm. Did everybody have like their own cubicle? Um, All so everybody had their own corner of the room okay. uh, every every dispatcher had their own little portion of the desk um and we sat in circles so because like we would we would say something and we turn around and shout at who, somebody that we needed like we'd say like uh i need the detox van and so we'd put up the call for the detox van so the detox dispatcher would know that that we wanted it because as paramedics dispatch if we wanted the detox van, we got it first because <laughs> it was out <laughs> uh, and it was a hot commodity, the detox van, because what that does is if you've got an officer that wants the detox van, uh, they will, they'll sit there and wait for it and then they will clear up. So the dispatcher always wants their units clear so that they can get the next call. Um, right. I forgot the question. I get off track. <laughs> That was it. I just wanted to like paint the pen <laughs> picture of what what does the comm center look like? So every the call takers, the dispatchers, each discipline's dispatcher has their own like corner of the room, but you're all still in the same place. All in the same place. Now the call takers were different because so there there was fire uh, dispatch, paramedics, and police all in their corners, and then the call takers were just spread out everywhere. There was you know. It, depending on the time of day, there was like 20 to 30 call takers oh, and they whoa. all, they all sat like just kind of amidst. So you, when you walk in, you sort of like, 
pass through the sea of call takers and you know some of them like you and some of them don't but it's it's just kind of fun you're like hey good morning and then you walk over to your your place and that's you stay in your corner pretty much all day but like so fire fire was within a stone's throw of us so sometimes we shouted over at fire because fire you know i they're great people but they are not good dispatchers because they are not they're not endeavor at least they're not career dispatch <laughs> they're firefighters who accept a dispatch position for like six months at a time so oh, they they didn't okay. have the, the constant on dispatch all the time so they didn't they didn't do it as good as like the police dispatchers did it so fire you know yeah you'd send them a notify you know fire we need you or need you to cancel or whatever and nobody would look at it or read it so we'd be like fire did you see the notify <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But police were so far away because nobody, the police did not want to be bothered, you know, because they were so busy. Police were so busy. They had seven, seven dispatchers plus two supervisors. Um, they were so busy and they, you didn't have time to even call them on the phone if you needed to. They, they were just always so busy. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm still stuck on the 20 to 30 fucking call takers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, and wait, hold on. And, and seven patrol dispatchers. Like, I mean, because where we were from, that's the entire fucking right. staff. That's our whole staffing. For the whole center. Yeah. <laughs> Holy moly. Oh, good day. It's a big impression. Yeah. Now, so, so 30 was, was like top of top of it, you know, because usually it was like 15 to 20, usually. Uh, they had this big board thing that told you how many call takers were on, how many were on a call, how many calls were holding. So, and all the time, and I hated it, but all the time they would all be on calls and calls would start holding. And when that happened, the whole room had to hear this loud ass beeping sound. Oh, like, yes. Beep! Oh, the holding. beep. Right. Beep! Yes. Like, oh, that God, fucking like, beep. Oh, uh, get off the phone and answer the next one, you know? <laughs> But I'm did, sure you, I, did you did you really want to answer the phone? Were you like, yes, we all said it. We said, can I can I get this call? But the way that the the way that the system was set up, we could not. We could not answer nine one one calls. It, that makes sense. It really does, uh, because we had other things to do. Yeah. Um, now sometimes we we I think they told us at one point. I think we answered like 12 to 15 percent of our own calls because they would always transfer us medical. Uh, medical places uh, they didn't EMD those we did and then they would always transfer us callbacks like if someone called 911 I called for an ambulance where is the ambulance they would transfer us those calls we'd always get transfers from other agencies um, you know just like 12% of our own calls uh, but even that was a lot you're always answering the phone gotcha wow. so do you think that's your is that your favorite type of comm center or do you like the smaller uh, without a doubt by far that's my favorite <laughs> without a doubt i loved that place and you know i think every every agency so long as your population keeps growing will become that you know i don't i don't i've never been anywhere bigger and busier than denver uh and, but there are you know denver is right. i think 16th in terms of population in the country so there's 15 places that wow. are even bigger than that um but <laughs> It, it, you know, just as, as you get bigger, it has to become that it has to be, you know, you have to have separation because, you know, where I am now, where we are all, we all 
have the same CAD view, we all just, it's, it's, it doesn't work as well. It doesn't work as well as, as the bigger ones. Interesting. Um, do mm. you think um, any type of call processing is more efficient? Um, yeah, I do. Because um, so when we were, when we were where Anna and I met each other, um, it, we had such few calls that one person would answer 911 and the other person would just sit there and listen. Like so we, we would get on the phone together and the one would listen. And then once they figured out what the, what the code was, they would get off the phone and dispatch the call. Do you remember that, Anna? I do. We answered the phone at the same time. I do. And, but you know, when, when it was two people that worked really well together, mm -hmm. it was, it worked well. It did, but I mean, it was such a waste because it, it was it was yeah. a total waste. And then if we were busy, we were fucked because you were, you know, you doing it yourself. But yeah, but yeah, um, it was I, fun. I, it was fun, and, but I would not consider that efficient. If that's what we're saying, and right. where I where I am now, it, it's very difficult. So you guys in, in where you work in now, Anna, um, yeah, you even though you're on a channel, like say you're dispatching a sheriff. You still have to take 911 calls, right? If your call taker is gets busy. You could, right? yeah. 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 It's not where I work now, about eight of us, sometimes we have up to 10 people. But sometimes we have a call taker, but most of the time we don't. So you have to do both. And it's a nightmare. It sucks. I hate yeah. it so much. And they say, when they hire you, they're like, do you have a good split ear? I'm like, well, I guess I do. But man, it's nothing. It's it's crazy because you get 911 callers screaming and yelling and talking yeah. complete batshit crazy. And then you got your units calling out like traffic stops and stuff. Right. It's, it's <laughs> very difficult. And that's how it is all day yeah. long, all day, every day. That's how that's how they expect us to do it. Yeah. Uh, that's not an efficient way at all. So yeah, to be separated, to have, you know, I'm dispatching ambulances right now. So my phone doesn't even take calls, you know, because in Denver, you there is no answer button. It just right. goes bloop, 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 and you're on the phone. So right. you go not ready if you are dispatching ambulances. Same thing yeah, with the police. Yeah. The police didn't take calls at all. Police dispatchers. Right. Oh my God. There's there's one there's one lady. Man, I love her. And if that happens, she's on a patrol radio and she's on 911 and they start with the traffic stops because now they all have MDTs. We got a new CAD, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. She'd go right over the radio with the, is your MDT broken? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, good for her. Yes. <laughs> oh my yeah. God. Love it because it is, it sucks. And so now we have uh, automated fire dispatching, fire rescue dispatching. Mm -hmm. You know, you still have to select the units, whatever, hit the buttons, but uh, it's one button. You don't have to like light up the tone board anymore. But um, but then it auto it's all automated. Mm -hmm. Like a computer voice. Mark and route mm -hmm. and stuff on their MDT. So it's easier if you're on fire to take calls. Mm -hmm. Um, so if you're on patrol, you're like the last frontier with the call taking, but mm -hmm. it does happen. Cause I mean, with only seven people on at some point, you know, right. it's going to happen. Yeah. It's going to happen. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I I don't know. The the way that we do it is so inefficient and they don't we don't train we, we train people when they first start to be call takers, right? Uh, but then like the good ones just immediately want to go be a dispatcher. So it's very rare that we we only have one person who's a full-time call taker. And when you work on his, her ship, you love it because you don't get nearly as many calls. Right. right. So I guess the I guess the, the the moral of the story is you need more call takers. <laughs> you yeah. More call you takers. do. You do. And then I don't know. I mean, you guys like if you're if you're doing um, NCIC, whatever mm -hmm. your state criminal information network is, mm -hmm. you're taking hits. You know, dealing with that paperwork, too. I mean, that's sometimes that person is our only call taker as well. Mm -hmm. And if yeah. you're getting your ass handed to you with paperwork. Mm hmm. That's a bitch. Yeah, it wow. is numbers. You know, they just like they call out the, the license or the, um, you know, the, the driver's license numbers and stuff. And like if, if you're on the phone and they start yelling at you, you're like, <laughs> it's it's hard. And they tell us <laughs> they tell us to always prioritize the radio. If even if you you're doing CPR, prioritize the radio. If you've got officers calling out to you, that's difficult. You know, oh, with yeah. the supervisor there. Now, if we're doing CPR, they'll usually say, I got your radio so you can concentrate like on the pre-arrival instructions and stuff. Right. But, you know, they, they, the way they do it, too, where I work now, I hate to I had to criticize them, you know, because I do I do enjoy it. I, I like it. But there's so many things that they could improve on. They don't they don't train you on EMD until they're going to train you on the medical channel. So they all for. Oh. for for even years, they will have people that say, you know, 911, and they say, I need an ambulance. If you're not trained on EMD, you have to push the button that transfers the call out to everybody else. And right. a person oh. EMD certified will then answer it. But that sucks. You know, that's oh, that, that suck. so many, so many calls are medical. So you're like, why do we have these people that can't even answer these calls? You know, you're wasting everybody else's time but you know they claim that you know EMD is expensive or, or whatever but it's like oh well <laughs> you know get these people trained and it would make it so much more efficient probably be cheaper than a lawsuit <laughs> well yeah exactly <laughs> later you know, down like, the you road got, yep you got an EMD to cover your ass well get these I people mean, trained geez. on EMD yep. right I mean yeah that is annoying like I think that's one of the first things that people should do i mean absolutely in denver that was that's how they did it like you you start and then you get emd like immediately because right. you need it they need it right wow yeah <laughs> so what do you think the most important thing is for young dispatchers to know that's not usually taught mm -hmm. um i don't know i read this question when you sent me the, the question <laughs> and i, I <laughs> There's a lot of things. And I don't I think that, you know, my answer that I've come up with may seem offensive. Uh, but the, the thing that I think. Newbies well, then you're in the right it. place. <laughs> yeah. Say, I doubt it. Yeah. The thing that newbies really need to grasp is to let go of your expectations, because so many of them come in thinking that they know what it's going to be like or they 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 think that it's going to be like what they see on TV or here on <laughs> here or somewhere, you know, and right, it never right. is. And they, 
they either become a little jaded about the whole thing or disappointed with it uh, or they just up and leave because we, you know, they, they up and leave a lot. Um, right. So <laughs> I would say, I would say lower your expectations, forget everything you think you know about this uh, and just learn from your experience. You know, your experience is really all you have in this job because, you know, the, the, the more years you have, the more appealing you are to any other agency you're going to go to, uh, but also for yourself, you know, your experience is, is how you, is how you handle the next call. Um, and then also, so I said, let go of your expectations. Then I, the, the next thing to teach them is expect the unexpected at every single moment, every moment, you know, no matter what, if it's an administrative line that is ringing or a 911 call that is ringing or an officer that is calling, do not have an expectation of what's coming because that'll, that'll get you in the wrong, wrong mindset. Just be ready for anything. That's a pretty good answer. And I, I can picture like the folks that come in before they're hired and they do observation, you know, in the agency that we worked um, for together. And they're just like, man, this is so fucking cool. Like, I can't believe this. Wow. I want to stay longer. Yeah. Mm, no, it looks and sounds cool because we're cool. Like <laughs> we know what we're doing. Like it, no, we, it wasn't all like this in the beginning. Like, Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you touched on like life experience, like, you know, the experience, I don't recommend for like young, young folks to even get into it yet until they have experienced actual life for themselves, because it's a lot of things that normal people, we've talked about this before, in you know, on a couple other episodes that we hear not so normal shit, like every single shift. Yeah. No matter what. And I don't know. It's just, it's a lot. And they don't, I don't think they realize what they really get into sometimes, especially being so young, mm-hmm. um, what shit they're going to hear. <laughs> well, and yeah. And I, I think that like, you know, <laughs> I know, I know like Michael started young with, with it and Matt started young with like firefighting and EMS, mm-hmm. but it seems like today too, you know, there's such, you know, how many times do we talk about now when we get young ones in to train, you actually have to train them how to use the phone and talk on the phone mm-hmm. yep. before you can do anything else. Mm-hmm. Like they don't have a clue how to hold a conversation with somebody on the phone. Right. Because <laughs> they just been texted. Yeah. And it's like, what the f- I mean I remember I think it was I think it was when um one of our friends was training somebody last before before she left and I mean I'm sitting over there on the fire radio and I'm listening and this there's like she picks up a phone and she's doing stuff and there's like all these awkward like silences and it's and when she got off and I'm like like what what kind of call was that mm-hmm. and and our trainer was like oh that was one of the deputies i'm like you can't, <laughs> wait hold on like you can't even talk to one like a co-worker yeah. like a normal human i mean it's just and i get it when you're you're new and you don't know people and right still 
Like, I mean, there was obviously yeah. a point when he was like, you know, like, hey, what's happening? Or have a good day. Or she was just like, <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> say something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's yeah. just like you You're have right, it's so it's so interesting. So I mean yeah, it's well, lots yeah. some of them some of them will catch on, you know, and because yeah. I train I trained uh, in not I don't train here, but I trained in both places. And I mean, it's like almost almost immediately with the first few phone calls or the first few minutes on the radio. You're going to, you know, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I hate to say that. And that's that's that is definitely going to know. Yeah. That's yeah. discouraging to people who want to do it. But I mean, like people like us who have done it for a very long time now, we, we just know we just know. Right. Um, so that when when we get one that seems like they're going to work out, we'll, we'll work a lot harder with them you know but mm -hmm. like you know just to, to say that they they are young gives them a disadvantage it's not always true you know like for me like I was I was like 18 when I started and you know we had I mean we had like I told you earlier like we had such a lucky foundation to get started in it to being in such a small little teeny center because mm -hmm. we just we learned how to do things like talk on the phone or transfer calls and stuff like that and how to talk on the radio and stuff, but it, it wasn't overwhelming. So I, I think that, that, that was good for us, I think. Yeah. Now, how do you keep your sanity being a seasoned dispatcher? Uh, well, I mean, for me, and it's not something that everybody will be lucky enough to benefit from hearing, but for me, it's just not working as much, you know, being going to part time, full time, you know, being part time all the time or most of the time is how I do it. You know, it's just too, too many hours for me made me insane. Um, and I think that's like a lot of people, probably you too, probably. Yes. Yeah, that's that's what drives you nuts is just working all the time, overtime, on call, all of that. You can, yeah. I couldn't do it. You know, some people can do it and they enjoy it and they make a lot of money. Uh, but that's how I did it. You know, like, you know, I did. I turned to substances for a very long time and it it, it, it kept me calm and and okay. I guess kept my sanity. But I, I don't recommend that. And I'm, I'm a little ashamed of that. Um, but well, hold on. I don't think you should be. <laughs> I don't think you should be. A sh well, <laughs> I don't even just be ashamed of it, first of all, but but let's talk about that segue to that because that that shit was legal in Denver, though. Yeah, right? it was. It like was. you told me when we chatted beforehand that that was something y'all did at lunch. Yeah, it was. It was legal. <laughs> Smoking marijuana what? was like. <laughs> can you? Um, I mean. It's 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 a personal choice, at least when it's not an illegal choice, depending on where right. you live. Right. Um, so I don't I don't I don't shame anybody. I do shame. I'm not going. I don't know about you, Casey, but I shame people now who smoke cigarettes. Like I think. That <laughs> and you used to smoke. <laughs> I did, but now I used I to smoke it, too. Believe it. Yeah, or not. I think that is the dumbest thing, really. Uh, yeah. To get yourself addicted to that, I smoked for a very long time cigarettes. Uh, yeah. But you know, people, if, if you have to do that to keep, to keep yourself calm or whatever, you, you have to do it, you know, but. Yeah, uh, no, I can't stand the smell or nothing anymore. Like, yeah, ugh. I'm the opposite. I, I smell it and I'm like, oh, baby, give it to me. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but I don't, I, like, I don't, could not. I like to have all them damn breaks they get though. 
exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, I, I don't know what else to say. You know, I, I don't work as many hours. I, you know, I and, you know, when it, when it gets to me and it stresses me out sometimes at work, you know, I just I take a step back. I, I go outside for a little air or whatever. And then I just yeah. come back. I, I think the bottom line for me is it's just a job. Another thing I would tell them is don't get wrapped up in the hero business, you know, or the, we appreciate you so much business. Just think to yourself, this is a job. You know, I answer the phone, I dispatch the cars, that's it. You know, and I think that for me, I I stay sane that way too. I don't get so connected to that business. I think that that's boundaries. Yes. is huge, right? Like, you know, same thing as to why I don't work full-time now, but I think even as a full-timer, you can set some boundaries. I mean, there are state laws that protect you from having to work, you know, a ridiculous amount of hours. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like, and it, in Michael's case, like the shift schedule that you were telling me about, that's insane where you're, you're split-flopping days and nights, days and nights. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For yeah. like a whole week, you work six days in a row, basically. Uh-huh. I, I guess three, three or nights. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. What the? Yeah. <laughs> That's just insane. And like, but they do that in a lot of places. They do that a lot. It's just an old-fashioned schedule. Yeah. The, the main purpose for it, and again, I don't mean to speak ill of my employer, but it's to is to get so much out of you without paying you overtime. You work a seven, you do, you work 72 hours in a week, right? Three days, three nights, 72 hours, but you only get four hours of overtime based on where the, the pay week begins. And that's, mm-hmm. that's criminal. That is criminal to work all those hours and only get four hours of overtime. Criminal. It is. And it's gotta be <laughs> like, there's, I mean, I think Virginia has, I think like, the laws protect against that where mm-hmm. like, I mean, I think other States probably have that too, but maybe not Tennessee. Yeah, right. definitely not Tennessee. I mean, right. plus in terms of, you know, uh, overtime that they make them work or on call time that they make them work, there doesn't seem to be a limit. You know, if they, they, they have to work like three days out of their seven days off. It's, it's so ridiculous. <laughs> it really is. But I mean, I got to yeah. feel beats, right? yeah 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 i mean that that is always the thing you know you gotta fill the seat yeah you gotta have quality people i guess yeah Uh, yeah they they don't here they don't they don't do much for us for things like you know mental health or how do you keep saying they'll send us an email every now and then that's like oh here's a here's a yoga class or here's here's a (laughs) exercise (laughs) you know like you know and they do the hospital offers like a like a I forget what they call it, like a come in if you're if you need help sort of thing for free. But I mean, it's not dispatch specific. You know, it's just right. like, tell me I don't want to do anything else but go home and sleep when you work all that shit. No way. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. No. Uh, we wow. do have good people, though. We have good people that the ones that stay stay for a very long time. Like we've got we've got like people that have been there 30 years and they're awesome. still doing it, still doing the shift. I can't imagine. I mean, I guess like, you know, if you're built for it, you're built for it and you just get in that mode and you go, but yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. That was the thing about working in the city. Like they, they respected, they respected your schedule, your time off, never called you in. They always asked who wants to work over and people would always volunteer uh, because the money was so good. Like the money out there was ridiculously good, (laughs) but like mortgage and rent and stuff were much more expensive, but um, they, uh, they really respected you out there in terms of, of that sort of thing. But they said had so many more people. Interesting. This has been very interesting. <laughs> I'm still stuck on the 20 to 30 call takers. That, that just... Yeah. Not get over yeah. the 20 call takers. You had me at that. I've been blown away since that. Whoa. Yeah. But I mean, you have to have that. Well, man. yeah. You would have yeah. to for that. And they're Don't always... So many calls, so many calls, so many the down parties, overdoses, just every single call, down party, down party, down party, down party, down party. It's just like, there's so many people driving around and they see like homeless people just laying on the street and they call. Yeah. So people answer those calls. It's so good to hear like a totally different perspective or a totally different way of doing it than Mm -hmm. I think what a lot of us are, are used to. Yeah. So, yeah, especially for me who did the same thing for 16 years. I I was only with the one agency and man, I mean, I know there are other ways of doing things obviously, but mm-hmm. to actually talk with someone's pretty it's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm lucky because you know, they I don't remember where I saw it or heard it, but they say that there are three designations of PSAPs, you know, obviously small, medium, large, right? And mm-hmm. I I now have had the opportunity to work in all three. And of course I told you I'd much prefer the large one, but you know, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm settled where I am, but I'm almost, I'm a little disappointed that there's nothing else, you know, (laughs) (laughs) but you know, it's, it's cool. It's cool to work in a, in a place that has more people than just two people and less people than 50 people. Cause it's a little more, it's more intimate, you know, right. Word intimate. What's the uh, disadvantage of that big of an of a call center? Um, well, I would say that um, you don't get as much uh, experience doing other things, you know, because you have one responsibility and that's it. You know, if you're a call taker, you sit there all day and take calls. Or for me, I just dispatched ambulances all day. Uh, and like for the fire guys, like I said, they they don't really do anything because they've got the they've got what you've got. <laughs> where the, the, the computer pretty much does everything. So they, they become, you know, lazy. But um, I, I, I guess I would just say that, you know, we, we would need exposure to more things to better understand what other people are doing, you know, in the room. Um, but I, I can't really think, I can't really think of a disadvantage to the way they do it. It's so, so efficient. It really is. Eh, that must be nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you. Do you, is there anything else you want to tell us? Anything else you think the people should know? Uh, no, just, uh, you know, if, if you're thinking of starting this, just, just start it. And if it doesn't work out, don't be sad about it. You know, I, yeah. <laughs> uh, if, and if you are uh, really experienced like uh, Casey in, in one spot, 
if you have the the drive to try something else, but but stay in dispatch, look around. You know, try try and expand your horizons. Uh, but for me, um, I, I I could never do anything else. You know, like I I could never have another career. This is it for me, and a lot of people feel that same way. So if you like, well, it, I feel felt that way too. Um, I didn't mean to cut you off, Michael. I'm okay. sorry. Um, but I am kind of in the same lane right now. Um, just not dispatching anymore, but that's part of our name for our podcast tethered for life. Cause once you've done it and in it or even out of it, like it's still you, you know, so I will never, it'll never not be a part of me for sure. So. Yep. I agree. Yeah. It's funny that you say that the, uh, the lady who made my wedding cake, um, was a dispatcher. And when I went, when I went to meet her and went, went to taste cakes, we walk in there and she's wearing a headset. <laughs> and I was like, what? And, and she asked us what, you know, like, I think she was just asking us what we were doing. And she's like, you know, we told her and she's like, oh my God, I used to dispatch for, you know, the county down here. And I'm like, it's kind of obvious. And the way she did stuff. You can that tell, can tell. <laughs> for sure. This has been fun, um, and uh, it has been fun. We'll have to have him back on again. Yeah, yeah for sure. Talk yeah. about some other fun things. Um, the only shout out I have this uh, week is for Lori. She's reached out to us. Um, so hey, Lori, oh. thanks for listening. And um, that reminds me, with Lori, we could ask Michael about this while he's on there. What do you think about changing the dispatcher designation to not a secretary? Because I assume that in Tennessee, you're still considered administrative or whatever as well, right? I really have no idea. Uh, are you talking about like a, a governmental job classification, like for your taxes and stuff? Or So, you know how like you can, there are certain protections that public safety has. Mm -hmm. that don't and even like in the state of virginia there's um different classifications for like firefighters and law enforcement mm -hmm. and some places where you work you're considered you can get the leos supplement the law enforcement supplement in other places you can't but basically changing the designation at least in the state of virginia would mean that we were considered first responders and had all of those protections as a as um, but instead of just being classified as secretarial, and then also that gives you protections under like work hours and things like that, that don't exist for just mm -hmm. secretarial. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, a dispatcher, I think would absolutely deserve that sort of protection. If, if you worked in a place that, that was offering it to other people in public safety, I mean, you, you have to get up and drive in a blizzard no matter what you you have to be there and you know i guess that would be a nice little benefit for people like us who who have no choice we have to be there. yeah i totally agree with that too i agree mm -hmm. i think like you know like it here like when people the word operator just drives me insane when people talk to you on the phone and they're like okay operator yeah <laughs> thank you operator did you <laughs> When you started working, 
did we have the 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 old ass phone or did we have the computer phone when you started the Vesta? Uh, we had a Vesta. Yeah. 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 And you, so, I mean, when when I started for the first few years, it was like we had that little thing that you you actually push the button to 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 pick up line <laughs> or answer the phone. Yeah. And the screen was a was a CRT screen. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> I miss those days. It was so fun. I felt, like, I felt like an operator. You know, I felt like I had those little cords to pull out, you know, but you just had little buttons to push. That was awesome. I loved the old days. You know, there was no, there was hardly any phase two, none of that nonsense. Right, none of that <laughs> like, nonsense. It's like, yeah. if I don't know where you are, I'll try and call you back, but that's it. Right. Oopsie. <laughs> Oopsie. <laughs> oh, that's right. Our oopsie calls. Well, yeah, I remember going from, because, you know, where we started, they had upgraded sure. kind of everything. And then when I moved over to the little bit, to the bigger agency, they still had an old fashioned tone board for fire, you know, where you had to push <laughs> the buttons and then hit yeah. set at the end. There yep. were no computer. And I was like, well, and they fucked up. You had to clear it mm-hmm. and yep. start again. So like, if, you know, it, if you were dispatching a fire and you're like, oh, yep. Yep. And if, if you were quick enough, <laughs> if you were, if you were quick enough, you could get like, you could sneak one in there. At mm-hmm. the end, and it, and it would tone it, but it wouldn't be in order, you know. Right. right. So yeah. if you had some smart ass, and they would catch it, and they'd be like, "Well, <laughs> it was out of order because tanker, whatever." Well, yeah, you're lucky they got on the first dispatch because, right. <laughs> yeah. Now you got computers to do it all for you, so you ain't gotta worry no. about yep. it. Yep. <laughs> but I think there's just advantages to that too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Big people time. don't know and mm-hmm. then the computers die and people are like what do i do, what do, I do? <laughs> <laughs> well this has been awesome and again thank you nice to meet you michael you i'm too. glad that you um have come on with us i enjoy um, it and anna did you have any shout outs or michael do you have any shout outs uh, I have no shout outs. I don't I just want to say thank you to my family because they are such great support. My parents, my husband. Awesome. They're awesome. Yeah. And again, guys, make sure that you follow us, listen to on all the platforms. Give us an email, shout out, or whatever you need to do. Contact us. It's uh, podcast911delta at yahoo.com. Yeah. We would love to hear from you. Yeah. Remember, rate, review, and follow us, and we will talk to you all next week. Bye. 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 Thanks again, guys, for listening. Don't forget to join us next Thursday for an all-new episode where we'll touch more on dispatchers being at the same level as secretaries and not being considered first responders as of yet. And thanks again to all of the dispatchers and all of the first responders out there. We truly appreciate all that you do for the communities. Till next time.